This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to That Millwall Podcast live interactive show. A um, few technical issues over at That Millwall Pod HQ. So Mickey has had to drop out uh, quickly. I think he'll be back on. He's having some issues with his internet. And <clears throat> yeah, so it's been left to, to myself. Um, we're currently joined by um, a, a new uh, individual to to the channel, to the show. Dan, how are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Uh, been a busy, busy Sunday, um, but and a bad Saturday overall. But you know, it's football. What can we do? Well, yeah, it's it, it's football indeed. Um, obviously, this show is going out off the back of a very disappointing and potentially damaging uh, defeat for the Lions away to uh, to Wigan. Um, anybody, obviously the regular listeners, if you if you want to join us, um, drop us a message, Phil, we, we can get you on. Obviously, Dan's done that. That's why he's with us here here this evening. Um, as always, send your comments in. And, and as I say myself, Dan, um, we should re- be rejoined by Mickey and also by one of the other regular panellists, Ben, to discuss uh, the, the game yesterday. Um, let's Let's dive sort of right into it. Can't really beat around the bush with this one. It was a, a damaging defeat yesterday, wasn't it, Dan? Yeah, um, I, I wasn't there yesterday. Um, judging by the overall consensus um, on social media that I read after the game, um, it wasn't good. I mean, it just kind of compiles everything that we have seen recently. Really, since that international break in March, we've been really poor, I think, since we've came back from that. We've lacked rhythm we've lacked goals and now even that defensive solidity that we did have that was carrying us through when the goals weren't there that now seems to be vanishing as well um so no creativity um lack of well lack of a goal scorer at the minute you know Bradshaw's goals kind of come in spells and he's not really on one of them at the minute and and the defense is just not defending as well as they should so it's a problem at the minute I mean, I, I actually was there yesterday. I, I made the journey up to Wigan. Um, ben, who, who I think he's going to be joining us very shortly, was um, travelled and met him up at the ground. So, so we were both there. And I mean, what what you said was was kind of was kind of it. We 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 didn't create anything really. We played um, a very poor style brand, however you want to describe it, of, of football. The there would there seemed to be. The, 
Rowett touched on it in his press conference or, or, or the, the video that went to, out to Millwall TV that we looked like a team that was scared to drop out of the top six rather than a team that was pushing for the top six. And it's scary how, on reflection, thinking about the game, how accurate that was. We, we, we know... Um, we know sometimes the limitations of our team and, and the goal score and exploits, but to rely on potentially just knocking the ball up long to, to Bradshaw against a, a side who are in the bottom three, had three centre-halves who just mopped up everything was very, very disappointing. It also it also go to show as well, I mean, our goal... Um, our goal uh, was come from the first bit of... Um, first bit of quality that we we produced um you know but we didn't produce anything else after that and and unfortunately we can't keep relying on other results can we no we've seen it today we are now out the top six um we we, we play uh, before everyone else on friday but there's games in hand to be played we could be further away from the pack and you know who's going to who's going into that blackpool game saying they're confident now because they're in an identical situation to wigan they have to win on friday night to retain any status uh, in the championship and we've just gone and lost one of them games so and now the pressure is going to be on us even more now uh play it being the first team to play so i don't get how we can go into that game with, with any confidence whatsoever no i i think um i think we <laughs> We always knew there was a potential for um, what's the word, a banana skin. I think that there was always that potential that Wigan or Blackpool were going to, especially after the run of form that we'd we'd been on. I think there's no shame in losing games in this championship. It's proved week after week that anybody can beat anybody. There's so I, I don't think there's a shame of just because we lost to the team that's at the bottom of the league. It's not it doesn't make it any worse have we have lost to the team that was second from bottom, fourth from bottom. It, it doesn't really matter. It's just the manner of performance and the manner of the defeat. And coupled with the fact that there's reports that at the end of the game there was I mean I I had left I, I stayed until full time, so I was there. I, I was there for the final whistle, but as soon as the final whistle would, had blown, I'd got, I'd gone. I, you know, I was getting back to the coach to, to to travel back, so I didn't see any of the issues. But whereas Rowett's been saying that we've been together, and the fans have been together, and and the players are all pushing in the right direction, it just seemed that those cracks started to appear with players and fans, you know, on at each other. It's not really a good sign, is it? No, and this happened at the at the worst possible time for us as well. I know teams do team, seem to have like a little dud patch, you know, here and there throughout the season. You know, since Burnley have been promoted, they they haven't been playing very well. Looking the Premier League, Arsenal are on a a terrible run of form. And I will say, you know, credit to Wigan. I don't think they were actually the worst team I, I've seen down the den this season. I think I've seen a lot worse down there than Wigan. They came and got a point. That was when they was under Colo Torre. Um, now Sean Maloney's in charge and. Wigan, they are a very uh, survival specialist team at the end of the season. But the the things that have carried us through is the togetherness and the usually solid defending. And both of them, well, def- I feel like the solid defending's completely gone. And I do feel like that team spirit is, you know, is, well, the, the connection between the fans and the players might be draining as well but you know I I think fans are entitled to show their opinion they they pay a lot of money people would have spent I mean the coach left the den at half seven yesterday you probably wouldn't have got back until 
midnight by the time you probably do your travel to and from the den that's almost 24 hours out your house and you it's not a cheap time at the minute so i think fans if they want to express frustration they should be allowed to express it but we, we need to stick together i mean i i left my house yesterday i left the house at around about half past six and i got back in at about quarter past 11 maybe a little bit after quarter past 11 so it is it's a long look i think you're right i think the support the supporters are the ones that are there come in five years time when the rest of the squad might not be and the management changes and things like that. So the supporters have a right to, to their opinion. They do that comment I've left up on the screen there. Um, the reaction from full time wasn't helpful. I was at the game and you should never boo your own team, regardless of how badly we played. I'm not somebody that boos. I ne- I've never ever booed a Millwall player. I've never booed a Millwall team. I understand why people do it, but, it's not something that I would do. I agree. I think that, you know, we're in a position, What, what just to echo what you said, Dan, that we, we I think we do need to stick together we, we do, at this point, moment in time because, and, you know, there's a couple of people that have, um, you know, Huddersfield hole away, we were not good enough, disgraceful performance. Um, we will come on to George Long um, shortly. Um, Harry, we'll, we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back to that. Um, and this quote, season's not over yet, but definitely is very damaged. Needs to bounce back with two wins now. It's out of our hands. All we can do is our job and hope results go our way. Players can't dwell on it. I, I agree. I do agree with that. That's that echo. I, I echo that completely. And there's been a lot of negativity. I've been negative on my own um, Twitter feed and, and, and things like that. But when you constantly, um, I'll carry on this in a second. Thanks for joining us, Mickey. Internet all sorted now? I think... Uh, no. Yes. It's a bit it's lucky, not... but we can we can we can deal with it. We can deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, to, to go back to that point, Callum, I, 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 the season's never over. It, it's it's never over until mathematically. Oh, he's gone again. There we go. Um, it's never over until until we mathematically cannot make the top six, and I think the players need to go into that Blackpool game on Friday. Um, with the attitude that you never know, a win can can turn things around, and, and you know we do play first, so there is positives and negatives um, to that. And one thing I will add on that as well, we're now in a position where we're now doing the chasing. That might suit us a little bit better. We, I mean, we have kind of been in around that top six all season, um, but like we're now kind of at the final sprint almost, and now we kind of seem to be stumbling because now we have teams breathing down our neck previously in the season it probably hasn't been intense and now we're going to be in a different position that we have been in the last six seven games where we have been the team that everyone's trying to get to get to be like reach whereas now we've got to now reach another team that might suit us a little bit better Uh, possibly i mean it it never quite worked the last couple of seasons though did it being the being the um being the team that was chasing i'm just going to invite ben into the stream he's just joined us after uh, evening ben long time evening. no speak evening chaps we're not still talking about it are we um you've caught us you've caught us right in a, a really good moment uh, ben i've already explained how we were stood behind the goal yesterday and and absolutely loving loving life um just running through some of the comments george long and gary rowick get out of our club bringing mark robbins Come on, Wall. Come on, you Lions. Um, Carl, I can't see Mark Robbins um, 
leaving Coventry anytime soon. I think um, I think that might be a little bit of a long shot, but I appreciate the I appreciate the sentiment. Ben, you've joined us. We're talking a couple of the comments that I'm putting up on the screen. You've we've joined us at a time where we're discussing um, the reaction of the fans and perhaps um, the you know was it the right thing to do? Was booing the right thing to do? What are your thoughts? I mean, look, it was a very, very frustrating day all round yesterday, wasn't it? Um, I think it was more out of probably just pure disappointment with the opportunity. We've been handed again and again and again after all the opportunities with all the other clubs slipping up consistently and everyone just frying it around like a hot potato in terms of the last two positions in the top six. And I just think the... As, as I said earlier, mate, when, when we spoke, I never, ever mind us getting beat, ever. But to put in that performance in our biggest game of the season so far, I think it was ultimately down to that. Um, I'm not a booer, but I'm all for telling the players what we think. Um, I don't... Look, everyone's right. It, it, everyone's in their own right to do what they want to do. If they want to boo, that's, that's up to him. I don't like the booing, but I'm happy to tell Danny Mack to do one when he's not been exactly the best player in the last five or six games when we've gone through the most important period of the season. Um, so, yeah, look, it, it probably doesn't help on a whole, right? We need to get behind the boys now and it's probably left a little bit of a sour taste in a lot of the fans' mouth to go even next Friday. And again, we spoke about it. Am I going to go? So, yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. We're we're always like that, right? But I think ultimately it was just disappointment, I think. Um, Mark, who was man of the match? Uh, I've seen some no great one. comments on Twitter. <laughs> I think I've seen the kit man, the coach driver, um, the physio uh, banded about. I don't think any of the players come off with any credit. I, I will say... Um, again, if you, if any of you guys follow my my Twitter feed, you you'll have seen that I was pretty disappointed yesterday, and and none of give none of the players any credit. On reflection, I think we do need to maybe hold our judgment on Tom Bradshaw. Um, I think he's asked to do an impossible job sometimes um, as the lone striker and the only centre forward at the club. Um, I don't know what you guys think of that. Dan, I'll come to you. Um, possibly someone that not, not gets away with it, but perhaps a little bit of slack for him due to the circumstances. Oh, 100%. I think, um, you know, I'd, I'd quite like to maybe talk about the recruitment later on tonight because mm -hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll speak more about this later on. But I think a big finger at the minute does need to be pointed towards the recruitment department. Um so, yeah, but I do feel like Bradshaw, you know, that there, there is the argument, you know, people say, let's play two strikers. But if, if we want to play two strikers, then you have the dilemma of, A, who do you even play up top with him? Do you, do you play Burke up there with him? And then you lose he, his pace out wide. And then, you know, if we're going down the wing, you know, who have we got that can actually get down there, maybe beat a man, get a decent ball into the box? Maybe maybe Styles, maybe SA. I don't know if, if them two are the answer. What more certainly hasn't looked like he's going to be the answer. And then two as well. Um, what do you do with Zian Fleming? Because we all know Zian's best position has been since he signed for us in that number 10 position. He started when we, at the start of the season, he was playing a bit more on the wing. Um, not saying he wasn't impacting games, but he's been certainly a lot more influential since he's been in that 10 position. So just do you want, if you want to play a 4-4-2 to get Bradshaw a bit more support, do you put Fleming up top? Is, is that the solution? I, I don't know. Before we continue, um, we do have another guest who's joining us, who, who contacted us um, to get involved with the show. I'm just going to add him in now. Um, 
he should be with us. George, how are you? Oh, I don't know if he's in yeah. or he's not. He's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. <laughs> Whilst George gets settled, Ben, um, but the thoughts on perhaps cutting a little bit of slack? Oh. Yeah, I, I'm fully full agreement with Dan, really. I mean, we, we cannot, if there's anyone throughout this season, we cannot be digging out. It, it's Bradders. Um, he's, as you said, asked to do an impossible job at times. The three centre-halves at Wigan yesterday were... I thought quite decent. All right, we didn't probably play to their weaknesses and we just kept pumping it down their throat all afternoon, which obviously played to their strengths. But, I mean, poor Bradders, he just has no chance up against three centre-halves on his own. And as again, as we spoke on our on our catch-up this afternoon, Stephen, even if he does somehow manage to win a head, who's he flicking it onto? Because it's going to be himself nine times out of ten. I don't know whether going up two up top is the answer again, because what Dan said, I mean, we just haven't got anyone that can really play that position naturally. If we do move Burke in there, um, he's probably our best shout if we're going to be a bit more direct, because he's not bad in there. I don't think he's good, but he's not bad. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't be digging Bradders out. He's always, he always gives a hundred percent. And I would say seven out of 10 times, we don't play to his strengths. We saw yesterday with the one time that we did get in behind or play around their, their centre-half slightly. He managed to, to put a good ball in for, for the goal. And it was probably the only time he really got it into his feet or got it in behind for him to, to run onto something. So, yeah, I, I can't be digging Bradders out at all. No, I, I think, as I say, and it's got nothing to do with the fact that um, we were talking to his mum and dad in the pub um, before the game. And Lovely uncle. people, by the way. Lovely people. Yeah, just yeah. on that, I, I think they wouldn't mind me saying. We obviously had a chat to him and say, oh, "Obviously, how's he? How's he been?" And they they might have just been saying this because they were in a pub full of Mill fans and talking to to us as well. But um, his mum said that he's very very happy at the club, so it was nice mm. to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Callum, obviously, the comment there. I was at the game, and after the game, reaction from the fans was the worst it's been all season. After such a good season, it's got to hurt the players for the fans to turn on you at the end. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. I, I do get that, Callum. I think that, as I said earlier, Ben, I don't, I don't know if you're in, I'm not a booer myself. I, I didn't boo them off. It, I was very frustrated. There was a lot of a lot of frustration um, pointed towards the players. We are now joined by our, our leader, Nicky. Yeah, probably not. Oh, no. All right. It's I'll, lagging. I'll just... um, do you want to bring, bring... George is waiting in the in the yeah. green room. I'm going to sort my laptop because it's memory, not anything else, and I'll be back in as soon as. Um, oh, I might be. You're not too is bad. Still... All right, we'll continue. Not... Hopefully, it'll get better because I've 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 deleted everything on my on my computer and I've had to change webcam and yeah. Hey, so yeah. But, Carry um... on. Bring George in. Hang on. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um. Tom Perkins' lack of tactical awareness in the final third has finally caught up with us, I think. We desperately need a coach with more attacking mindset in the summer. Absolutely agree, 100%. The, the, the backroom staff, um, we talk about recruitment on the pitch. I think recruitment off the pitch is absolutely huge. We need to get somebody in that um, that can that can help help the team score goals. Um, we've been rejoined by George. George, I think it's all sorted now. Can you, are you there? Oh, you can... You can hear me. Call mate. You can. Hello? I'm not oh. sure. He might no. be a little bit behind us. 
you are quite lagged. I don't know why it's so laggy tonight. It is with me as well, but um, I would probably restart your laptop, fella. That's what I've had to do about three times, but it's sort of works now. Um, also, you're on mute, by the way, George. <laughs> oh, it's been. This is this this is great. After the shambles of yesterday, this is just absolutely fantastic. Listen, um, we, we wouldn't want it any other way, would we? Um, <laughs> We cut, we cut in obviously where I've come back in and I've missed loads and I do apologise for not being there, but um, we had to get it live. Are you talking about recruitment now? Uh, no, it was just a, it was just off the back of, of a comment. I'm just going through some of the comments now. Um, we've lost George again. Uh, another one there. Yesterday was the worst I've seen us play all season. There was literally no movement from anyone. I absolutely agree. I, I think um, I'll come on to it. I've, I mentioned this. Uh, I've mentioned this on Twitter. I mentioned it to Ben and our little chat catch up earlier. Hutchinson and Cooper. I love the pair of them. Great centre half for the club. Um, they've done a lot over the years. But we are asking two huge centre backs who cannot really play football, and we are asking them to to start attacks. It doesn't work. It doesn't. It just doesn't work. Losing Charlie Cresswell is probably the biggest blow. Um, out of all of the injuries because someone who, who again was a big centre half could make tackles could put a foot in but was comfortable on the ball and you can clearly see Cooper gives it to Hutchinson because he don't know what to do with it Hutchinson gives it back to Cooper because he don't know what to do with it and it just and that's why we end up lumping it it's not right but that's all we've got it's a small squad as well isn't it unfortunately where the squad is so small you haven't got you haven't got able to be able to rotate rotate the squad to what you want. And the problem is, again, it's the set play what Rarick wanted to do come beginning of the season with five at the back. He's aimed around that five at the back, then changed, saw that it was starting to change. And the problem is, going back again, I know I don't like saying it, but once I, when I was found on the board, the way that I understood the way they did is that come the first transfer window, they then have a meeting and discuss their targets for the year. And obviously if one or two come up in between and stuff like that, then they'll look. But most of their targets are preset. So they know who they're sort of going after. It's either going to be one window or the next. And the problem is if he's if he's preset to go after them in, you know, a, a set style of play, then change that halfway through the season, all of a sudden you've got to start from, you know, the first dot and that to me, probably the harder to do. I don't think Rowett's a shit manager and I don't think the players are shit players. I just think that they can't get used to playing different formations unless it's written down on a board before they go into the game. No, I, I agree. I mean, they're calendar. Just on, just on that though, Mickey, I mean, we, we haven't changed since, what, October now? No, but we didn't buy anyone in. The problem was January. We're looking at playing in a back five. You're dropping in so and out. So all of a sudden, yeah. Am I dropping in and out again? Nick, I'll come dropping. back. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> oh well, this just going swimmingly. It continues to get better. Um, you know, uh, Alex, I I agree. Luton have got three quality strikers. One thing though that is really frustrating me, and I see it a lot is that people keep talking to me about the budget that Luton have got is 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 comparable or worse to us. They spent £2 million on Carlton Morris. 
Now, it's not groundbreaking money for foot in football in terms, but they have gone out and spent more money than we ever have on an individual player, on a striker, and he's scoring goals. I agree that perhaps we need to do that and we need to find the striker, but they've split, they broke their transfer record. They broke our transfer for record, and it shows because they bought a striker. And I think that's probably a good point. Um Obviously, my dad is actually um, watching the stream and he I know he's taken this off of me because we were talking about it earlier. No more utility players, buy players to play in their proper positions, which leads us on nicely. Dan, I'll come to you first to discuss um, the recruitment, i.e. the recruitment in the summer transfer window, the January transfer window and perhaps moving forward. Oh, yeah, I think it's a little bit what Mickey said. We kind of recruited summer kind of one dimensionally, didn't really have a plan. B really it was kind of that five uh five three two Rowett kind of wanted to play. Um didn't really, you know, um didn't work f- for various reasons. Um change formation when we didn't really have the personnel to do do that. Uh didn't really have the wingers, you know. He, Vogel Sam has played out wide for a lot of the season. It was Styles out there for a little bit, Bury, Bennett. Um got to January. We're pretty, you know, st- in our system, you know, we've got the players that can play wide, and you know, the, the fullbacks they're they're good, but they're not they're not wing backs. So I think that was when we was kind of set, and we had to go out and you know we needed probably two decent wingers and probably a little bit of striker cover. What do we do? Sell two strikers, you know, it's, it, and leave yourself with one senior striker. For me, that is inexcusable. Even if they decided pre-January that Oluwafe wasn't up to the standard and that he needs to be sold, don't have a problem with that. It doesn't matter that Afobe hadn't quite been as good as he was the season before. You do not let him go unless you can get a replacement in because Bradshaw's pretty much been flat out on his feet every single game. There's that video of when he scored that goal against Norwich and you can see how much like, strapping and padding he's, he's having to wear just because probably the amount of like sheer minutes he's having to play. So I, in a way, I'm not surprised Gary Rowett did actually sub him off yesterday because he's probably struggling to to continue to play this this much football and mm. what have we ended what did we end up with in in january where well, we had a bid for nisbet in that got accepted you know it, it looked very good on paper there was always going to be a question mark over his fitness especially after he spent nine months out and you know that that came to fruition the club probably should have done a bit more research about that i don't know exactly what happened but to the point when he came down from medical and then had a change of heart or whatever happened and then what did we end up with with uh, a day or two to go in the January sign? We ended up with Middlesbrough's fifth or sixth choice attacker. Um, and they, that was a time where Middlesbrough were fairly level on points with us. And they were pretty happy to let him go out the door without kicking out much fuss, which kind of, you know, I, I, I tried to give him a chance and, you know, he did well at QPR and haven't really seen much of him since that's been that good. Um, and Burke, who, you know, he was, he was okay last season. Don't think he set the world alight. Um, and again, don't th- he's been okay this season. Don't think he's set the world alight. But to leave us that short in the position we are in now, um, for me, more fingers need to be pointed at the recruitment now um, than that needs to be pointed at the players. And you, you're looking forward to summer now. Uh, you know, I saw people on Twitter saying yesterday we 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 almost need something that. Some people say we need six signings. Some people say we need we need ten signings just to pad out the squad or get your first eleven better. What confidence does anyone have? Because um, if you look back at the summer as well, Fleming was identified by the previous head of recruitment. Since then, we've brought in Alex Aldridge. I, I 
don't think he's done a, a fantastic job since he's been back. Um, and um, Gary Rowett's quote on Alex Aldridge was, um, it was a club decision, which doesn't exactly fill you with confidence. Not a ringing endorsement, is it? No, I mean, before, Ben, before I come to you, um, I'm gonna I'm still on the same point. So I'm sure, you know, we've got plenty to say on that. But there's just a comment on there. Let's get something right. Yes, it's disappointing and bloody annoying. However, look at the bigger clubs who are below on bigger budgets, all things considered, whether you like Rauer or not. I I understand that. And also there should GR bring back um, Callum Davenport uh, back to the club. I understand that. And I, I think there does have to be a little bit of, you do have to take in, to everything into consideration that we per- perhaps are, are um, punching above our weight in terms of budget, in terms of squad size, maybe even you, you could argue in terms of quality, we are punching above our weight. However, and Ben, I'll, I'll come to you after I, after I finish this. Last season, the game before the transfer window, we were, uh, I think we were within two points of the top six and we didn't really have a decent January transfer window. This season, I think we were in the top six come the first game of the tran- of the transfer window. And once again, we had a poor transfer window. I'm going to put you on the spot now. Why? I mean, it's a difficult one, but just to touch on Lion Blue's point, I, I fully appreciate that and really do understand it. But if we're going to have that, man- that, that mentality forever that is bigger clubs in the league and bigger budgets then we might as well not bother turning up right as it stood going into this last six games it was in our hands and we put ourselves in an unbelievable position to get into the playoffs and I'm not by any stretch saying that we would have got promoted but it's probably the best chance we're ever going to have to get promoted given how level the league is or how bad the league is this year whatever you want to say yes I do agree there obviously are much bigger clubs with much bigger bu- budgets below us, but we'd still got to the position that we were in and we've let it go. And I think that's why it's more disappointing this time. Any other time, I would say, look, we're chasing those teams and I would actually probably use that argument and say, look, they've got bigger squads, they've got better players, they've got loans from bigger clubs, etc., etc. But I think the fact that we've got in there now and then going back onto the recruitment piece, got in there and not taking advantage of the position is more gutting because I said the last previous years you've always been chasing so there's always been an element of oh we might get there we might get there we might get there but this year we're, we're there right we just need to continue add to and in theory we should get better but we didn't and, and that's the most disappointing thing and again just going down back to your point on this but I was actually just looking then because I hadn't earlier how many minutes he's actually played for Hibs since and he's only actually played 90 minutes three times since January. So is there an element of dodging a bullet there I, for, for the sort of money that we were banded around about that we were going to pay? You've got to be a hundred percent certain for a club like us that it's going to work. We can't be taking chances on players that might have long-term injuries. We seem to have a lot of those or sign a lot of those that are either recovering from or have had injuries in the past. I don't think if you can be going spending and what was it going to be two, two and a half million pounds on a player that, we can be taking chances that he might not have been fit or that knee isn't in a good place. So, yeah, it's a difficult one. And what was your point, Stephen? Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. It was it was really just, uh, I mean, you, you've kind of answered what I was going for there in terms of the recruitment. I think that the, the why, the, 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 January, the January transfer window was was pretty poor. Um, to, to quote both of you, Dan, I, I 
absolutely agree. Letting two strikers go without a replacement lined up is an unforgivable um, piece of business. Alafi, I know with sorry with a phobie, there was a, there was other issues. There was concerns about his fitness. He wanted to. He's got. I'm I'm led to believe he's got, uh, got quite a lot of um, property and real estate where he is now so he, he he's going to focus on on that so i can understand that to a certain extent but with alafi the fact if you don't think he's ready fine i, I can understand that but just to give bradshaw a respite would have been something um it, you never know he might have popped up with a goal in a game that that you know a tap in or something but to leave bradshaw on his own there's a comment further down which i'll come to that bradshaw is is knackered and he is he is because we, we don't have the, the 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 support and ben on your point on on nesbit um absolutely agree we've got we do have a small budget and we know that and we cannot afford to be buying players it's all right if he was on a free if you were getting him on a free or 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 you know a pay as you play deal or something like that and you could understand and you think, well, you know, you'd go into it with with sort of low expectations. But can you imagine if we'd have spent 2.4 million or whatever it was and he come on on the Saturday after his first game, does his knee and he's out? It would have been absolutely That's horrendous. I mean. The uproar from the fans, well, from all of us, right? We had just been like, what are the club doing? What are the medical staff doing? Mm. They would have known this. We can see he's had a bad injury. So, look, I, I fully agree with everyone the recruitment in January was not good enough and going into the second half of the season without a second recognised striker is shocking really and Mm -hmm. again to my point we put ourselves in a fantastic position and really over the last five six games it's only been our lack of firepower that's not got us there because there's I've said it a few times now the game at Hull we battered them there's not many games we have 21 shots and don't win Again, just a lack of cutting edge in the final third. We saw it again against Birmingham. We just couldn't break him down after going 1-0 behind. Um, I won't say so much yesterday because I don't well, I don't think it would matter if he'd have had Pele playing for us. We still would have got beat yesterday. Um, but look, just to go into so many games, yeah, we've, we've just relied on Bradders. It's tough. And again, we've spoken about it for, since January, I think. To ask Bradders to go Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday for the large part, the second part of the season... It's impossible on the poor fella. Mm. I don't care who he is. He's, and as, as Dan said, you can see now, I mean, I think um, Chaps made a point on his post-match um, review of saying, you can see now he's got strapping all the way up to his neck. We need to be careful that we're not running him, in, him into the ground for next year. Because again, if we're going to struggle to get someone through the door and he's going to be our only striker again next year, I mean, yeah, we're going to be in trouble. So we need to be a bit careful with him. On on that, um, and again, obviously there the comment: no plan B, no uh, no one to bring on uh, to change games. Um, that is actually my dad. Uh, his who are you? Little plug uh, went live today. So if you fancy checking that out, go onto the YouTube channel. And also, as Ben referenced, the chat with chaps, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, really good reviews um, on each game. It's a bit sad and depressing when you have to review a game. Um, that you've beat, you've been beaten, and it's really tricky to do it. So um, Chris would would love the support over on 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 those. Um, another comment here from Dave: We will find it tough next season. Better teams coming up, better quality coming down from the Prem. Take Swansea, Norwich, Watford in the mix if they're still in the Championship. I fear for us, Dave. You no, know I, I just yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, I, I I do as well. I I'm concerned because the strength of the league is going to get better. I, I look. I'm not saying that it's going to be completely different, but I'm 
can almost guarantee that next season for the playoffs, you won't have about eight teams that are still in with a shot of getting in the playoffs with two or three games to go. It's not going to happen. Well, again, just just on that, I think Chaps mentioned in his review, Stephen, that I think this year it's going to be a record low, or looking like it's going to be a record low for team for points to get into the playoffs, and that tells you everything, right? Just because of the point distribution across the league, and yeah, you, that, those sides aren't going to be as bad as they have been this year. So, uh, again, going back to Dan's previous point and what people have been saying about recruitment in the summer, it's I think we need probably six to eight now. And we're going to lose players, right? Creswell's going to go back. Burke's going to go back. So we never have a transfer window where we get six to eight players in, let's be clear. but So it's looking like the people that are out of contract as well, that you might have gone, mm, we probably could let them go. We're probably going to have to keep them now, which again, that's not really, we're not progressing the squad there. We're just keeping it where we're at. But we, I, I genuinely think we do need six, I think, at least. Dan, what are your thoughts? What What's the number, in your opinion? <sighs> oh, no, it's a tough one. Yeah. If, if I'm being completely honest, goalkeeper, centre-half, left-back, two wingers, striker, that, that, that would almost be just to improve the first team a little bit more. Then you're probably looking at, if you want to keep Hutchinson as your backup centre-half, that's fine. Probably looking at a backup right-back because Danny hasn't been very good this season. Um maybe another centre mid um, and m- maybe that might be enough. So, I mean, I'm, I make that nine, but... Yeah, I mean... And, and Dan, the... as I say, sorry, so I'm just saying, when, when do we do that, right? When do we yeah, do that? We that don't problem, ever have it? a transfer. We don't get nine in. Never happens. No. For, I would just for, wait... us to get, for us to get nine players in to improve us is going to be virtually impossible on our budget. Yeah. I will just go back to one of the comments I saw pop up, actually. I said bringing Jordan Hugo in um, in January, which I don't think, given the price he might have been available for, might not have been a bad shout. But the, the one big question, the one player I thought we should have gone in for was Chris Martin. QPR released him. He was available on a... Uh, no, sorry, Bristol City released him. He was available on a free. QPR signed him about a week into February. He, I mean, he came on and scored against us, and now he's looking like he's going to score... He hasn't scored a hatful of goals for QPR, but he's, he's scored the goals that are probably going to keep him in the league. Why, why did we not take a chance? He's a different profile to Bradders. He's a bit more in the Matt Smith kind of striker. I, I think, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think there'd have been a lot of supporters unhappy at that. However, however, at this stage, knowing that we don't have a plan B and we don't have any real way to change it. I think I think most of us would have taken any kind of bigger striker to be able to to throw on into the mix. Um evening Big E. Um thank you very much for helping me. I got to do this. Thank you very much for helping me sort out travel for the game yesterday. Very, very much appreciated. Um obviously we lost so it's not ideal, but nevertheless, thank you very much for your help. Very much appreciated. Um, also shout out to Big E. Great to see you mate yesterday. Um it's point there with Callum Davidson. Um is it? It has Callum. It, it, a lot. Of, I see a lot of people talk about Callum Davidson being the, you know, the catalyst behind a lot of all the good things that were happening to us. And since he left, it all all went wrong. Guys, I, I'll Ben. I'll start with you, and then obviously Dan straight after. Is it as simple as losing him as as, as caused us a problem? I mean, is there's certainly an argument for that, right? Um, has he always been with Rowett? I don't, does he always was he with him at? Stoke and Birmingham was he? Has he always been in Rowett's backroom staff? Is it or is that a, a, an us thing? 
I, I, if I'm putting you guys on the spot there, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'll have, but I'll have a little look now. But but yeah, but uh, yeah, there's, there's certainly an argument for that. Um, I'll phrase it in a, my answer in a different way. Would I want to get him back? Almost certainly, because I think when we first had him, when we first when we first got Rowett in, our football was was decent. I'm not saying it's not bad now at times because the goal we scored yesterday was. Was, was a really, really top goal. But I feel like we're a little bit lost at times. Um, and I don't know if that is a direction from Rowett or just the coaching staff. But, yeah, I'd certainly look to get him back in if that would be an option now. Um, I know he did well with St. Johnson in his first year, didn't he? Not so much, I think, this year. I think it was obviously the reason why he got sacked. But, um, but yeah, it's, look, it's, certainly, it's certainly an argument for when he left it. It might have changed. Mickey has dropped in and out again. So uh, I think he's just going to give up with it in a minute. We'll just run with this. We're, we're, we're absolutely fine, guys. Um, Dan, thoughts? Is, is, is Callum Davidson, is it that much of an issue? Is, is that really causes that much of a problem? Um, just for context, quickly, I just Googled his um, coaching career. He was with Gary Rowett at Stoke, but he hadn't been with him before that. So he'd only had the little six month with him at Stoke. And then he was in another job um, before he came to us to be Gary Routes' assistant again. Um, he was clearly quite an influential member of staff. I don't think there was, don't think there was much denying that. Um, you know, you look, at, you look at some of the assistant managers that are around, some of them, they are, you know, almost, they, you know, you see some of them, all right, let's, let's not look at Tottenham today, for an example, some of them where the manager goes and the assistant comes in and does a better job or, in, some assistants get pinched to do another job and they do a really a really good job in other other circumstances so you know I think he was clearly an influential member of staff I can't say I watched these um St Johnston team much uh, to see kind of what style of football they played but I can't say that you know the, the football has been eye-catching again this season but I'm not I'd rather win games than watch us pass teams off the park like QPR had 19% possession yesterday and 1-2-1. Their centre mid made zero successful passes all game. It's, I, I'm not too bothered about pretty football if we're winning games, but you, if you're not winning games and you're not playing good football, then there's going to be big questions asked. Mm. I think you've hit the nail on the head, Dan, again. It's something that Steve and I spoke about earlier, Dan. Uh, I think when you... Exactly what you just said. When you're winning games, it's not an issue, right? I don't think we all care how we're playing. If we'd have won yesterday and we'd have had one shot on target and the keeper's thrown it in, I don't think we probably would have cared and there certainly wouldn't have been any uproar. But I think it's just highlighted when we were as bad as we was yesterday and the run of six games just haven't been good at the business end of the season. I think that's where it's obviously... obviously we're looking at it a little bit more, right? And I mm. think, again, Stephen and I spoke about it this afternoon. People aren't going to have to watch our show at this rate, mate. Um, <laughs> but we spoke about it this afternoon and we just said that Rowett's always going to be under pressure anyway, but then when we put in a horrendous performance like that, it's even, it's, mm. yeah, it's just under the microscope even more, right? But Ben, just, just to interrupt you there, I think oh, we may have George ready to go. George... Can you hear us? Are you good to go? Can you hear me? Is that that's the real question? Yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, no, that's better. Thank that's God better. for that. Welcome. Thank God for that. <laughs> Welcome How to the we? show. Um, How are we good? You've joined us. You've joined us at a time where um, we've just been discussing the impact that Callum Davidson 
um, leaving the club may have had on us. Um, but before before we carry on with that, what what were your thoughts mm-hmm. on the game yesterday? Well, I wasn't at the game. I didn't travel up to Wigan. Um, I didn't watch it on iFollow or anything. But I looked at the result and I was angry at first, like we all were, I'm sure. Um, but more just disappointment because I feel like it, it was just the most memorable thing ever. I mean, if you, you, could, you it was almost too predictable that we was going to go up to Wigan and not win the game, to be honest with you. With the way our performances have been recently, we obviously dropped points before the international break, losing to Huddersfield. We then lost away at Hull, um, lost at home to Birmingham. I mean, the, the writing was almost on the wall to then go away to Wigan, who are rock bottom, struggling, fighting for survival, and we was going to go there and lose the game. Um, so more disappointment than anything. Um, but I think I think from now on we've got two games left. Obviously, Blackpool away um, and then Blackburn at home on the last game of the season. I think now the fact that we've dropped out of six, it might sort of give the players that sort of kick up the arse and maybe go, okay, like listen, we're gonna actually have to work for it now. We can't just rely on teams around us to keep dropping points. So I almost think it might benefit us. Yeah, I mean, p- perhaps I think Ben um, touched on it earlier when we, we did the show earlier. Ben doesn't want any more hope. He just wants to be put out of his misery and and basically <laughs> just, um, just you know, get to the end of the season. Um, of course, we want us to make the top six. We, we're only joking, but I, I agree. I it think, is the hope which kills you. Know, it is, it is. Um, Alex, uh, with the quote, when is the Irish lad back from injury? I don't think we're going to see him this season. I think he's going to be, I don't even think from, if memory serves me well, I think he might even be struggling um, to be, to make pre-season. So that's not going to be, that's not going to be for a while. Um, guys, I am trying to keep up with all of the comments. So we will try and get to all of them um, as, as and when, as and when we, we get the opportunity. Um, take out Fleming and loan players. Uh, you're not thinking back of players' minds is better. We do more chance there is of getting moved on to lower clubs than us. Um, the manager was a defender. All all the coaches were defenders. No attacking mindset at all. Again, I completely agree with that. Um, I think there was a call earlier to have Steve Morrison in as a as an as, as a uh, sort of an attacking coach. I would absolutely back that if he was willing to if he was willing to to jump on board. Um, I'll open this up to you guys. Will we shine Shackleton as his agent has been saying he won't be playing for Leeds next season? So, uh, Dan, just I'll come. That, to- I was sorry, Matt, I was going to say just on that as well. I think we saw the article there, Mark, and I, I also read into that that he probably won't be with us either because his agent mentioned how many minutes or lack of game time that he'd had with us. So mm-hmm. I actually read into that that he probably won't be with us. And given the fact he's barely touched a blade of grass this year, calendar year, I would say. Probably no chances with us next year. I Just mean, my I, opinion. I was going to come to that. Let's go with to you next, Dan. Would you sign him? I'm, uh, if I'm being completely honest, I don't think we've really seen enough of him to make a judgment. Although one one thing I will say, he he's probably our second choice right back at the minute, isn't he? Like, what, maybe what what is he doing at the minute in training to not get a game over Danny McNamara in recent form? That that you know, does, does that tell us all we need mm. to know? Maybe because. You know, I, I love Matt McNamara. He's a Millwall boy, but recently his performances haven't been good enough. Leonard's out injured. He's played there before. Shackleton's played. He played right back in his time with Leeds. Um, can't get a kick there at the minute. Can't get a kick in centre mid either. Um, don't think centre mid's a massive problem, though, no. to be fair. Um, but, you know, he had a good game against Sheffield United and then kind of dropped off the scene after that. So I don't think we've really seen enough of him. Um, but there's clearly a player in there. 
you know, he's, he was a key part of that Leeds team that got promoted a few years ago. But why would you want to sit around and not play football? George, would you sign him next season? Um, I agree with Dan. I don't think we've seen enough of him. Um, I do feel like he's been a bit hard done by um, this season because if you look at the form of Danny Mack at right back, who is certainly in recent with of injuries and sentiment, he's never really had a, had a run of games, but he's a good squad player, Jamie Shackleton. And I think the, the home game against Sheffield United, I thought it was, was man of the match. But that's sort of the only game where I've sort of sat back and been impressed with Jamie Shackleton. Other than that, I've sort of just been, he's almost like a bit of a passenger almost. Seems to just sort of get along without really doing so. With a transfer fee potentially involved, but I, I probably wouldn't. No, I probably wouldn't. No, just, I think... Just, just on that, sorry, man, I'll keep jumping in, but no, that, right. was, that was on the 18th of February. I think just two months ago. And we haven't seen him. And we said he was nearly man of the match in that game, mm. right? And we've not seen him kick a ball really since. He played the game after that, Burnley, I think, didn't he? Did he start that game, I think? And Luton, I think. Yeah, he and then he got dropped well. after. Yeah. And, yeah. And no, he started, I mean, he started Leonard from... against Luton, didn't he? Or the Luton home game? I think he, I think he, went, Len, he went Leonard and... Um, and Shackleton. Savile was injured. Yeah, so you're talking the end of oh, Feb. Okay. And he, it's a two months, basically, and he, he hasn't played since. So I'm, I'm with you, Dan. And again, I said it on one of our shows recently. That there's got to be something else there that he's not showing Rowett in training because the form that Danny Mack's been in, for him to be our utility player right back, second right back, and for him to not get a sniff, it's got to be something else going on there. Again, personal opinion. I've no idea if there is, but... Um, we need two goalkeepers, at least two defenders, midfielders, when you're strikers. Again, a lot of the points that are being raised just go to show again. I think in the in the summer transfer window, we're we're we are looking at another huge rebuild. Um, Rowett came in with his backroom team, and he's the only one left. That's an I'm, interesting one. I, I'm not. I don't. I I'm not disputing that because obviously Callum Davidson. I'm, if you're right, Dan, you said that he didn't join us straight away. He joined us slightly after Rowett had joined us. But it would be interesting to see if that, that's true because Adam Barrett was already there because he took over for the Leeds game, didn't he, in between Harris and um, Harris and Rowett taking the job. So so they perhaps... to get that Brentford away game as well. Well, and yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, let's not, let's not go there. If, if Davidson come back, we would then have four defensive coaches. I'd get Morrison in, but can't see him wanting to come as just a coach. Yeah, I, I can... I can look, I think Steve Morrison is destined to come back and work at Millwall Football Club. I just think he is, he, whether you like him or you don't, I think he's destined to come back in some kind of position. Would he come back as a coach? I'm not sure. I mean, let's face it, it didn't really work out at Cardiff, did it, um, for yeah, him? Let's, so. let's be clear. If, if Rowett leaves in the summer, we are one million percent getting Morrison. Like we, It's just happening. Like Everyone needs to get their head around that. It is mm. happening. Yeah. Uh, would you guys be ha- oh, to, to the panel? Um, would you guys be happy with that, George? Start with you, Steve Morrison as next Millwall manager. If Rowett was to leave, I, d- I don't really know. I mean, is it an upgrade on Gary Rowett? No, no, not really. Will, are, is, are we guaranteed to play fancy football? Um, uh, football which might get on the side of the fans. Are we guaranteed to play that sort of football? No, not really. Um, but again, it's a it's a change, right? I mean, Steve Morrison is a Millwall legend, like like you said, he is written to sort of come back and have a have a management role at Millwall one day. So who knows? Who knows? But maybe may, for me, for me, I don't, I don't, I think if if we have ambition, 
and we want to play in the Premier League and we want to try to reach the playoffs and get promoted, I don't think Steve Morrison is the man to do that personally. Dan? I think I'm with George there. I think the jury's out a little bit. I think he got dealt a bit of a, a harsh hand at Cardiff. Kept him up, you know, at the end of last season. Had him playing. Not, not amazing football, but some half-decent players. And then revamped the entire squad um, and then kind of got sacked about eight games in, which all their fans were pretty pissed off about. Um, but I, I do think he's destined to come back. I would like him to maybe go and get another job. Um if he is going to come back, I'd like him to maybe go and get another job, maybe a bit more experience, maybe maybe with a decent League One team. That that would probably be quite good for him. Um, so yeah, but in the summer, I mean, I'd get behind him because he's a middle legend. He gets he does get us, um, even if we did ruin his day. Um, but you know, he is. I, I don't think. I'd, I personally, I wouldn't be too happy if he is our next manager. It would just show, you know, what we kind of said—a lack of ambition. Ben, hundred percent. If Gary Rowett leaves, you said no, that we would be going to Steve Morrison. Look, we will would, be getting him in. He is, he is, he is coming at some point. Let's just be clear about it. Would you be happy with it? Well, look, if you take it just as an isolated managerial record, you you couldn't be right. How how could you be? Um, I was just looking again here. He got sacked after winning one game at the start of this season. I know he had the back end of last year where he saved Cardiff, but they won one game this year against Middlesbrough. <sighs> Look, we, I, I love Moro. Um, he seems to be back on our side on Sky. He's, 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 he, he speaks highly of us again now. So I think he's uh, got over his uh, ruined playoff final. Um would I be happy with him? No, I, I think I'm with Dan. I think I'd get behind him because I like him. He'd get the club. He would know what it needs to be a middle manager. But in terms of his what he's achieved as a manager, yeah, I, I wouldn't be inspired by it, put it that way. And um, that comment there, the, the best thing going for us is Zampa the Lion. That is absolutely fantastic. Uh, probably the quote of the night. No creativity at all. We're lucky to be where we are. I, I agree. Um, Christopher Ballard, not the Chris Ballard, um, even though it's not Chris Ballard, it's Dan Ballard. Never mind. Um, yesterday, apart from the Savile, the others didn't seem to care and should not be allowed to wear the shirt. Hard to not to not wear the shirt, possibly a little bit harsh, but it's hard to disagree with that. Apart from Savile, um, there were some players out there. George Savile, my player of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, echoed, I think, by a lot of the people that watch this show. Um, he's been absolutely fantastic. Stephen, uh, probably before we go on to that, guys, go back a comment before last one. And just on where we would be, can I just chuck a question out to everyone and get all the viewers to, to answer their, with their views? If we were to finish, say, in 11th, which would be just in the top half, is it just in the top? Yeah, just in mm. so. If we were to finish 11th and miss out on the playoffs by one or two points... Would that be a successful season if we finished in close proximity to the playoffs? No. Welcome back, Mickey. <laughs> oh, mate, don't, don't. I've gone through my laptop, my girl's laptop, and then a webcam wouldn't work. And now I've gone back to a good old-fashioned iPhone where all else fails, this is the go-back to. But no, if we finished 11th after finishing 11th, 8th and 9th, um, Finishing 11th wouldn't be good enough. Um, realistically, the way this championship is this season, 6th or 7th 
he's fifth, sixth or seventh really is the best position what we could finish. If we finish any lower than that, then there's a problem, I, I think, because it, it means that Gary Rowick just isn't going any further than what he's done over the last three years, which points to investment. Um, I have to say, I have to agree. I, look, if, if you look at the league table come after the Blackburn game and you see us sitting in 11th spot, that is massively, massively, that would be the huge disappointment. And I think it would, it would almost be, it would be a real kick in the teeth for, for the supporters, for the players. They, they deserve better than that. They do deserve that. Obviously, on the last couple of performances, you know, they don't deserve anything, but they deserve better than that. And I think that really would be a hammer blow. And I think that would that would be something that would need to be looked at. And I don't care if it's on by a point or by goal difference. That's a step backwards to me. And that's where I think the board would then have to make a decision on 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 moving forward. Dan? Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think, to be honest, at the start of the season, playoffs wasn't, a massively unrealistic target. I think the question really was for us at the start of the season, how would Zian settle? Obviously, he's, he's done fantastically. Um, so, you know, I think once he settled, you know, but we had a slow start. So, no, I, I'm saying that. I'm saying no. I, I think if we don't get in the playoffs, and that's really not even taking into consideration where we were this time a month ago, I'd, I'd say that's an unsuccessful season and that is as well Gary Rowett when he took the job came in with a three-year plan to get us into the playoffs hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Not because of us. It's because of the others around us are so shit. Let's throw a controversial point to a degree. And I've got no... Nothing to JB. I think JB has been doing, keeping us going and everything else for the last, what, 12, 13 years, whatever it is. I think the love for the club and everything else is gone. So take JB out of it to a degree. But do you think the, the current setup within the club actually want us in the Premiership? Because we might want to be in the Premiership for a, a season of chaos. But do they want us in the Premiership? Because... Realistically, if if they if they wanted us in the Premiership come January, you would have put an investment of ten million in, wouldn't you? But then again, I suppose I don't know if you'll be able to because of FFP. Um, but do you know what I mean? Realistically, you would have gone two hundred million for getting into the Prem or there or thereabouts. Is it worth investing ten million on two proven strikers who can score goals and just go for it? Because Bringing back Burke, it, you know, 
etc. Fucking that that weren't letting a phobia go. That that wasn't. Oh yeah, we're going to go for the prem. You know, Fleming's great, yeah. Mm. But if you speak to the Huddersfield fans, he was pretty much there at the end of the season. It was only the fact that they couldn't buy him that we got him. I think, Mickey, we obviously spoke about this. I think, you know, without knowing the the, the workings of, of, of the club, I mean, there's there's a lot of to suggest that over the last couple of weeks that they seem to have thrown away the opportunity to get into the Premier League. Now, whether that's, you know, uh, something that's, that's done on purpose, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. I think if the club got to the Premier League, there would be some massive issues, massive issues with... Um, you know, improving the ground, the concerns with policing um, and things like that. So that is well, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think the policing really, sorry, coming back from final the board thing, the policing side of it isn't really anything, anything because the policing outside the footprint of the ground is nothing to do with the club. The club only plays, only pays for police officers what are inside the stadium. Or right. within the footprint of the ground, so they don't. So the cost of policing is nothing to do with them. That'll be down to local authority and and the police. So that bit there, I agree with. The stadium probably isn't fit for purpose at the moment. They'd probably have to put portal cabins or do something in the car park because of um, there's twice as much space what will be needed for the TV truck. So at the moment, I think it's something like I don't know, I don't know. Say 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 for instance, it's. I don't know, 1,500 square foot, they need four 4,000 square foot. So they need double the space they've got now for the Premiership TV crews and all of that sort of stuff. Plus, you need a bigger press room than what we've got now. Our press room situated at the top. You need that on ground level because, obviously, all the media pay and they catch players as they're coming off the pitch going, we'll have you, we'll have you. You haven't got that there. So there would need to be some modifications to take place. But it's more of the investment. Um you know, the likes of, well, you know, could we do it? Well, Bournemouth do it okay, or Bournemouth did it okay. or And, you know, there are a few small clubs with, with small attendances. Um, but I, I don't know. It just, it to me, we could have we could have just fucking shoveled out the money in January and, and got, I'm not saying we're going to get the likes of Ronaldo or people like that and break the wage budget. But I'm sure there's a couple of, there's a couple of strikers in League One even who are proving goal scorers who could have probably stepped up um, into our league rather than just banking on, on Bradshaw and making him, you know, making him just be the lone wolf when that's not fair on him. He, you know, he's what, five foot ten. You can't be sticking balls into him. And as we showed on Saturday, if you play the ball on the floor, we can fucking score. Mickey, you might know more than anyone about how it's run then, but my argument to that would be if we obviously run on a relatively tight ship for a reason, right? If we went out and broke the bank and spent £10 million and it went wrong and we didn't go up, how much pressure would that put the club under to sustain the wages of, say, two big-name strikers that we got in? Well, not necessarily big names, but... Absolutely massively. That's why I said don't necessarily look at going for... Premiership style, you know, 40 grand a week people because they, they, they wouldn't go for that. But, you know, um, JB puts in about 10 or 12 million pounds a year, every year without fail, bang, bang, bang. And the problem is, is something what we said so many times before, is that because of the reputation of Millwall, 
whether or not it's deserved, not deserved, whatever it is. And because of the constant negativity from the media, the commercial side of the business is probably 10 years behind most other clubs around us. You know, there's other clubs around us what will fucking sponsor the toilet roll holders or sponsor the fucking hand dryers and shit like that. We we don't. We fight to get our sponsors through the door. Yet, you know, we've got Husky as a shirt sponsor and hopefully we get Husky again. But realistically, are, are you looking at there's going to be another big name like them what will come in and sponsor the front of the shirt? Probably not. You'll probably be looking at a smaller company who probably won't pay the same money they did. So commercially, that's where I see the issue is that until that gets under underhand or gets dealt with properly, then you're always going to be, you know, underneath because the catering, I mean, I think the FFP is based on your turnover, isn't it? So realistically, you'd need more people to be buying food, food shit, you know, more people to buy the booze. I'd love to buy more booze. Trouble is you don't get served it. You know, the only where the only place really in the club where you'll get a beer is if you're sitting in the exec lounge um, because you can go get a beer quite handily. But anywhere else, you're not getting beer. Uh, I'm going to move away because it's from that just for a second because there's so many comments that I'm trying to we're trying to get through to him. The one on the screen now. We need Mr. Warnock in charge before he finally calls it a day. Ten years ago, would have loved Neil Warnock in charge. Absolutely agree. Right now, probably not. He's a he's a uh, come in and and fix a club like what he's seemingly doing at, at Huddersfield. Um, this is an interesting point that I'm going to throw out to all of you. Um, Dan, I will come to you first. We should be happy with our season. Look at Scumfort. We could have gone that way. It is. Yep. It, it is easy to forget sometimes, isn't it? That you, that moments like um, Sean Hutchinson's goal at Bristol Rovers all those years ago and the Bradford fi- playoff final, we could have been heading to the National League South had it have gone the other way, um, Dan. So should should we be happy with with it at the moment, or or have we have we got a right to moan? I think a bit of both. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, I, I don't want to. I don't want to just continue to sit on the fence but you know it, it's really bad what's happened to Scunthorpe United the way they've just sunk like an absolute stone they nearly went out of business early this season so it's, it's really poor and it's really sad what's happened to that football club Yeovil they've recently been relegated they're going to be playing National League South football I remember when they beat us 1-0 on the opening day that was probably about 8-10 years ago now um, so yeah it is sad um, what's happened and you know I feel very lucky for us to be you know we've, we've still got a chance of getting into the Premier League although that chance is a lot smaller so should we be happy with the fact that we are where we are yes but if but do we just want to be happy and never aim to achieve something record breaking for Millwall Football Club George If he's there, yeah, I think it's a good reflection. And if you look at the way Scunthorpe have sort of sunk and we're sort of where we are now, I also don't think it's maybe fair because obviously they've had issues off the pitch with owners and whatnot. Whereas, genuinely speaking, John Belson has done a very good job as Millwall chairman, and we're quite fortunate to have someone like him in charge. So, listen, there's obviously off the pitch stuff, which is ultimately is the reason why Scunthorpe are where they are. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I agree with Dan. I don't, I don't think we can look at 
the way they've sort of gone downhill as the reason as why we should shouldn't progress if that makes sense i think yeah i mean i think under jb we are a safe club i think if we had a man if we had a chairman like many of these other clubs seem to have um and other people around it then um we would be in much more trouble we would be the scumfolk, the south ends you know the teams like that what are slowly but surely dropping you know and and that's it i mean everyone i mean the prime example at the moment everyone's going cool look at look at wrexham ain't they done well well no disrespect but you suddenly throw money into non-league team and start having you know semi-pro players on good money bringing a you know a championship stroke division one manager and, and suddenly throw money at them got you know, probably a multi-billion, a multi-million pound deal with TikTok and and Expedia and everything else. Have all that money thrown in. All of a sudden, to be fair, if they didn't win the league this year, it would probably have been an absolute fucking disaster rather than mm. anything else because they put all that investment in and they've got nothing. So, you know, Wrexham isn't a small club. That's the thing. Wrexham just wanted something to, to live up to and they've done it and, and now they're back in the league. Let's see how they do next year or the year after. You know, in four years' time, if they get to the Premiership, then, yeah, what they've done is a fantastic achievement. But are they going to be ploughing that much money in? Because at the moment, they haven't got to worry about FFP. Come when they start having to worry about FFP, then that's where the issues start. Mm. Um, just on that comment there that's on the screen, Ben, I'm going to come to you. Um, and Paul, has there is a follow-up comment. Um, we've played some great football this season, just completely bottled it. Is it fair to say that we're punching or or not? Yeah, I think I think it is because look, it's just fact, right? We've got a bottom two or bottom three budget in the league. So that 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 there's no getting away from that. You look at all the teams around us, Sunderland do above us now. They got Diallo from Manchester United. I'm pretty sure they're paying part of his wages. He's not gonna be on five grand a week at Man United, is he? So all these clubs around us have got big stars on, or big stars for this league on big money. So I do think we are punching. We might all think we're a big club, but again, you look at all the clubs that are around us, the attendances they get, as Mickey said, probably their commercial pool's bigger than us now. I'm not saying we're a small club by any means, but our budget isn't up to what these other clubs have. I do think there needs to be an element of us going, look, we're thankful that we're going to wake up every day and we're not going to be like Wigan and we're not going to see we're going to potentially administration and we're going to not be playing the, paying the players' wages and all that sort of thing. There needs to be an element of that. I think the disappointing thing is, I keep saying this year, is we've thrown it away. We're not chasing the pack, right? So that's where the disappointment is this year. It's been in our hands for such a long period of time and we've thrown it away with three games to play. Um, but I do think we need to... Also, talk, sometimes reflect and say, Gary Out's done a really good job to even get us competing against these teams who have got bigger squads, bigger budgets, more money than us, bigger fan bases, is my opinion. It's uh, Sorry, on, on the fan base, you're right there. Basically, you're, you're looking at, at teams like Sunderland, right, who, you know, we sit there and go, well, they were in League One last year, but they probably sell 30 or 40,000 shirts. Yeah, but they, they probably sell 30,000, 40,000 shirts every season. We're, we're nowhere near in that. I, I, I don't even think we probably we sell anywhere near a full stadium's worth of shirts. I, I, I would be shocked if we sold more than 5,000 shirts a year. Maybe, you know, maybe we do. But 
I would probably, I would probably, um, I would probably, but that, that comment where you've just filed there just threw me there. And I'm thinking, what? I've just joined this. Apparently, JR ran that. Yeah, he did. He ran it. He ran it in a quicker time than what it took to, for people to get back from Wigan. Um, so yeah, good luck to him. You know, I've run a marathon. It's a fucking, it's a fucking nightmare. Um, it's one of the most horrible things you ever have to do in your life. But going back to commercial, when you're selling that many shirts and most of the other teams in the league will always sell lots of shirts. We are not a colors based club. So we don't no. sell loads of shirts and hopefully the deal they've done with this new company, you know, is, is going to give them loads of money. Um, but again, what more is going to be sold? How much more? How how many pencil cases are you going to sell? How many, yeah. you know, coasters and all of this to to make? You're going to make a few more quid, but you're not going to do it there. Was Mickey fan up? No, mate. You've got me muddled up with someone else. Um, oh, that's the best comment. I, I was waiting to put that on the screen there. Cause, I know. Uh, I saw it. I saw it, and I'm thinking, for the, no. For for those of you that aren't aware, um, oh, because he gosh. doesn't. He You're doesn't, a dickhead. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't talk about it that much. But Mickey was our fan on the board. Um, first and last. Did a no, 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 no. I was second. <laughs> second and last. Yeah, yeah, second and last, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did did a did a stellar job. Um, I mean, I'm trying, as I say, trying to trying to get through. There's, we've had a lot of a lot of comments tonight. So, guys, obviously, we, we're trying to get to as many of them as possible. I do think that the new training ground will have a massive benefit on the club as a whole mm. going forward because it means that they'll be able to to get better youth because the problem you've got is like what we've we done on a previous show with a scout is that a lot of these premiership teams, they circumnavigate the rules by doing stuff at local level. So doing something at a training school or a, you know, a school or something like that, hiring a local and making a, a satellite branch. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've got Man United's, Man City's, etc., looking in London for players. Because I think you've got to be able to get, you've got to live no more than an hour away from the the training ground. So they just, you know, go to somewhere else, make it, and then and then go. So I think the training ground will benefit us financially as well as anything else because you'll be able to get players and then, you know, be able to sell them, make money, reinvest everything else. But I think what... Going back to where you were with Paul, Paul said, are we punching? I don't necessarily think we're punching. I think what we are is that we're competing. We're, we're like we're like the ones at the stockbroker. We drive we drive the Fiesta to work when the guy sitting next to us drives his Maserati. We're, 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 we're in the same league. We're doing the same thing, but they just seem to have, you know, a better option. But as in, you know, the players get paid well what they do. Most of them drive Range Rovers. I don't think we all drive Range Rovers. Do you know what I mean? Whether or not they're on HP or not. But most of them drive Range Rovers, so they can't be doing too bad. They're on probably 10, 15 grand a year, uh, a week, um, plus other bits and pieces. But I do think, I, th- I think tiredness and the, the occasion just got the better of them. They went into that game thinking... Oh, it's Wigan. They're bottom of the league. We'll do them. No problem whatsoever. We will do them. And Wigan took it to them and fucking caused them a problem. And they didn't know what to do with it. Because all week, they've probably been told, you'll do them. You'll do them. Completely wrong mindset. And it turned them on their head and they didn't know what to do. 
Sorry, I'm really sorry. I'm just. Yeah, Ben. Ben, just before you go, you that this just. Playoff confirmed. Announce, announce the bus. See you later, chat. Ben, thanks for your thanks for your time tonight, Thank mate. You, Take care. Um, go to go to King Clark a minute. What the last <laughs> one? Yeah, there's, just go there. There's so many. Yeah, uh, this one. Um, you you spelled my name wrong, but I don't mind. I quite like that way. Um, no, we we come. Shall I shall I tell him? I don't think it's public. Shall I tell him? Shall I tell him, Stephen, or not? Yeah, one. Yeah, fuck it. There was twelve shortlisted. We were we were one of twelve. So we in our shortlist there was Sky Sports, BT Sports, The Athletic, um, CBS, which is American Network, and a couple of other network channels and all that. Out of them, and this is a global award. We we didn't come first, second, or third where you win a prize. Um, we basically come seventh for. Everyone else was more than one club. They were a football transfer window, football this, everything else. We, someone's having a row in the background now. I don't know who that is. Is that you, George? No, someone's I mean, kicking off in yeah, your life. Apologies. No worries. Um, yeah, we come seventh. So out of 12, globally, little old us, we come seventh. Um, and I'll take that all day long. Absolutely. Um, another comment I'm going to come into there, obviously with the um, PUSB, I'm assuming that's a commentary fan. I think that's play up Sky Blues. Um, like Mill, but I think you blew it. Cobb will take six spot, another win against Brum, then a, a min a draw, maybe a win at Borough. Cobb's on a roll again. <laughs> I I agree with that. I agree with that. Did you see that one? Cobb are going up, even our goalkeeper is scoring for fun. Yeah, look, look. We we would we would kill to have someone to score a goal like that. Um, I, I agree with that that guy there. I think Coventry are are massively massively on a roll. Um, I'm gonna sort of try and bring you all back in um, to see what what your thoughts are. It's not looking good for the Lions now. Obviously, with us um, dropping out of the top six, Dan, not including Luton and Middlesbrough. Who are the other two that are making it? I'd, I'd put Coventry in there. Um, and I, I, I really think that that last spot, I, I, I almost couldn't put a team in it. I mean, last time I checked the league table, like a month, like when I last saw Swansea a month ago, there were seven teams. Now they're, they're in with a chance to get in the playoffs. Mm. So and th- they've got the form to go with it as well. So, you know, they've, they've got, a pr- they've got a proven goal scorer. They probably play some of the best football in the division. Mm-hmm. They've got absolutely no pressure on them at the minute. Um, so, who knows? George, if you're back with us, not including Luton and Middlesbrough, because yep. I think they're obviously they're nailed on. What two are making it? <clears throat> I agree. I think Coventry will. I think with Goy Crows up front, um, two games to go, I think they've got, I don't actually know who they play, but I've heard that they've got one of the more easier run-ins with two games to go. So, I see Coventry definitely. And call me a lunatic, but I still believe that Millwall will make that sixth place spot. I really do. I think, call me a lunatic, but I think obviously West Brom and Sunderland, yes, they've got games in hand, or West Brom, sorry, and uh, Blackburn obviously have game in hand. But I just I just think, I think with the way it was the last time we, re- we reached the playoffs in League One, where we beat uh, Bristol Rovers in the last day of the season, I think anything is possible. I think if we can go up to, to Blackpool, obviously, obviously we've got to sort ourselves out, right? We've got to do the business first. We've got to 
the manager's got to give him a bollocking, right? Let's have it right. But if we if we can go up to Blackpool and win, I think you never know. But I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Millwall. I, I do. I think Coventry and Millwall. Mickey, what two are making it? Not including Luton and Middlesbrough. I think. I think Coventry, definitely. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I can. I can see it being written in the stars with fucking West Brom. Um, they would just fucking do it, and then they'll win the playoff. Um, I don't know. My head says them, but I, 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 I'd still like to believe the heart that somehow we don't might say do. it. Don't. Uh, do you know what I? I am usually the optimist. Just because one. this season is so shit, and everyone yeah. around us is so shit, that I could yeah. honestly see yeah. Yeah. that it will be down to the last game, and and we get, you know, we get fucking eight minutes of extra time, and we need to score a goal, and Vloggy will just fucking score that goal, and and we'll win one nil or two one, and it will just mm. suddenly put us up. So yeah, I love him. For, I, ju- for I, ju- I genuinely, I just think we're gonna we, we're gonna shit house our way. That's, that's, that's I genuinely believe we're gonna shit house our way. We don't deserve it, but I think we will. Yeah, but then the problem is, is that we're getting to the playoff, and mate, do you wanna you wanna go two legs with with the likes of Luton or or Middlesbrough? Oh, oh, if. If two legs, Luton and Middlesbrough beat us. No shadow of a doubt, they beat us, right? But I think, I think, I think the occasion over two legs. I think, I think, if we was to play, if we was to finish in the top six this season, I think you can come away and say that Mill have had a successful season this year. Whereas if we don't, considering we've spent, considering we've spent the last two or three months actually in the top six, if we don't end up there, then it should be seen as a failure in my eyes. I think you're spot on there, George. To be honest, mate, I think that's how the season will be. If we finish, if we finish in sixth, I think it'll be applauded. If we finish in seventh, I think it'll be we threw it away. Yeah, I mean, um, talk of budgets. Who's going to pay for the new training ground? No, no idea. Um, I would imagine Berylson must probably bankrolling bankrolling that. Uh, Mickey, they're all bottle jobs. I drive a Range Rover. <laughs> Yeah, well, but which Chris, one, Chris? Chris, <laughs> tell us which one. Do you drive the hairdressers one or the old gangster one? Um, I'm gonna. Uh, this is a, this is quite an interesting comment, and uh, we'll go around the, the the panel with this because it's something that isn't going away, and oh, it fucking, hasn't been brought up yet. Ben Green. Ben Green's not only fucking comes on the show; he's now putting questions in the fucking in the comments as well. <laughs> Um, before we before we come on to that, have we brought up the long question, Paul? Um, on this show, we haven't actually touched on long yet. Um, in our in mine and Ben's show that will come out later on this week, and obviously with um, Chris's chat with chaps, it's been discussed. Mickey will vouch the fact that in our group chat, the the Pod Boys have been discussing um, Long and Bart quite a lot over the last probably over the last couple of weeks, really, and more so over the last couple of days. Um, I think. George Long will be in goal for the next two games. I don't think he's going to he's going to make the change. I think there was an opportunity to make the change a few a few games ago. Um, following the game yesterday, if it was up to you, it was your decision, George. Would you replace 
George Long with Bart Bilkowski on Friday? Well, the question is, is George Long to than Bart? And the answer, in my opinion, is no. George Long is not a better goalkeeper than Bart, right? But the, the obvious reason as to why Gary Rowett keeps playing him is because George Long is obviously good with his feet. I think the defence, the fans anyway, I don't know about you guys, but I feel much, much more comfortable comfortable, sorry, when the ball is at George Long's feet. But then on the flip side of that, it's like, so we're playing George Long for his his, his distribution and, and because he can play with his feet. But when do you ever see Millwall actually play out the back? When do you, when do you see our two centre-backs split, our full-backs get high and wide and us play out the back like Man City or whoever? We don't do that. So the only reason why George Long's in the team is so he can kick it 50, 60 yards up to the smallest player on the pitch, which Bart can probably do just as well. So I could not based do that. that logic, why is he still playing? So based off that logic, why is George Long still playing? And, and to be honest, I, I, I rate George Long, in gen, genuinely speaking. I, I think Bart is a better shot stopper and an all-round better goalkeeper. But I, I, I don't mind George Long. And I think in the summer, I think we need two new goalkeepers, to be honest, in general. But, wow. Yeah. Dan? Uh, I'll ask the same kind of question that George, that George did. Is, is Bart a better goalkeeper than Long? For, for me, he is, yes. Um, what I couldn't, like, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. It was the whole game, like a few games ago. That was when I started seeing the real shouts on social media for him to be dropped. Because I thought there's some people saying they thought he should have saved the goal that we conceded against Hull. I, I didn't think there was much he could have done about that. Um, and, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's what makes football such a such a good sport. Um so, will he change it? No. Would I change it? No. Because mm, defence isn't our biggest issue. It's it's a little bit of an issue, more of an issue than it was a few weeks ago. Um, but I, I personally wouldn't change it. But I, I would say we definitely do need... I don't think we need two goalkeepers because I think Long or Bar are decent championship goalkeepers. And I think if we're getting a goalkeeper, we want to get a number one goalkeeper. Absolutely. Mickey, I'm not going to ask you the question on the goalkeeper. I'm going to ask you the question on this fella, Danny Mack. Um, a lot has been made of Danny Mack Lamara over the last couple of weeks, um, myself included. I think there's a couple of questionable decisions. Um, what are your thoughts? Where do you stand on on, on Danny Mack's current performance and, and perhaps what needs to happen moving forward at right back? I think I'm going to use a quote what was in what... Um, Chats and Chats said on one of his shows, um, class is permanent, form is temporary. At the moment, he's going through a rough spell um, for whatever reason. Uh, frustration. We don't know what's going on in the changing rooms. Uh, we don't know what's going on there. We can hear rumours from from different avenues about you know how things are and you know the way Gary Barrett manages his team, etc., etc., etc. Um, but no, um, I'm not going to sit there and slag Danny Mac off. I think Danny Mac is um, a Millwall fan. I just think that at the moment, form ain't there. Um, is that is that because of no competition? I don't know. I think it's you know we can't. You hold out Danny Mac and go well, you know. He's not doing this. Well, on the same level, Bradshaw's a fucking striker and he ain't scoring goals. Um, and, and, you know, to me, why the fuck Voggy's playing? Voggy's dog shit. Yet, 
we're still fucking, he's still getting over everyone else. I think there's more what's going on within that club or within that team than we know. Um, we've not been told why Long took over from Bar, apart from this distribution bullshit. Um, it don't make sense because if it was just on there, then we've got a five foot ten striker. Why the fuck are we kicking the ball to him? Someone up there, I think someone up there turned around and said, um, you know, we don't score from them. To me, I think that's right. I think there's probably been one or two goals, I think, where we've scored off his distribution. But to me, we should be taking the ball from the back forward. And just we just don't we just don't look comfortable on the ball. Um I just think that's the problem at the moment. There's, there, it was something what we said on the group in there. There's like six players what can play the formation, and then there's another five who can't. And those mm. five what can't are fucking up for everyone else, mm. and that's the problem. I mean, you know, Danny's been good all month, all all, all season. You know, is he? Is he? You know, the likes of Ronaldo and all that. No, he ain't. But he's a good championship player. Who? you know, gets picked in the team all the time. But he's only as good as the people around him. And that's the problem with what we've got is that they're just, I just think that as a whole, there's something more that we're not knowing, you know, and we don't know how they were set up to play yesterday, whether or not there ain't a plan B or a plan C or a plan D um, compared to, you know, um, Neil Warnock and people like that, you know they've got a plan A and if it ain't working, they go plan B, plan C. We've just, you know, even under Harris, we never really have a plan B, do we? But I'm not going to come on here and slag off Danny. Danny's, Danny's, you know, and I'll get dog shit abuse for it. Danny is one of our own. Yes, he's having a bad spell, but he fucking, do you know what I mean? He is what he is. I don't think um, Danny Mack has cost, cost us a running. Look, I think, I think the problem with Danny McNamara and... Is a, a lack of a lack of competition. I think that's really that's really causing us a problem because the only competition that we've got is a guy that is a utility player at the moment in Shackleton because we Leonard's injured and you've got yeah. someone that can play at right back but it isn't his preferred position. It's just he can do a job, and I think I don't think that's I don't think that's um, I don't think that's helping him. The, the problem I have with with McNamara is. He is a Millwall boy, and he is—he is, you know, one of our own, and I, I understand that. And that might get him; that might let him off a little bit. But when you're making mistakes that lead to goals, which he has done, or, or, or against Preston, there was one where it could well have been a goal. He was bowed out by by Scott Malone with, with the defending on the line. That to me says, go back to basics, do the simple things, go, you know sometimes get rid of the ball, kick the ball out or, or, you know, just do the simple things. And it just seems to me that he's come away from what he was doing from, from August to January and seems to be doing things that uh, un Danny McNamara like it, it, it's, it's, it's not. Yeah, but how much, what I'm saying is how much of that is being told to him? Cause Gary Rowett come out, didn't he? On a, on a press bit a few months ago saying, Oh, I need Danny Mac to be more attacking and all this. Like, well, you know, we get all these comments about, oh, well, you know, I don't want to play him yet. He's nearly there. Or I want him to do this and all that. We need to be doing what you said. We need to go back to basics and pass the ball forward. The trouble is, 99% of the time during the game, we get the ball in the middle of the park. You've got Savile or, you know, other players screaming out for the ball and we pass it fucking back. And it goes all the way back to Long. He picks it up 
and then fucking lobster cunt up the other end of the park. And we've lost it. To me, we should be getting the ball and running in. We've got people in the centre of the park that can run that ball up and get in. If we play on the ground, we can score goals. But when we're playing lob ball, we ain't going to score fucking diddly shit. No, I think right now, with, a lot, with, the, with two games to go, I think we need to just scrape over the line. We've got to try and win the two games. We've got to try and get... Just try and win the games and see where it takes us. Next season, we need a complete revamp of, of, of style of football. I think we need a revamp of the squad. I think we need a revamp of the coaching setup. I think we need uh, an awful lot of, 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 of things to change. That quote there, Danny Mack struggling because he had Bog Samuel Honeyman in front of him who can't and never played in that position. It's interesting that you say that um, there, Baz, because I think Vogelsammer gives you more defensive cover than any of our wingers. And I think he's willing to track back more than anybody. Again, that's probably the only one of the only qualities that he has. I think it's more the fact oh, he's that scoring he's, penalties he's good at. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and wow. scoring penalties. But I think Oliver Burke, he's since he's been playing on the right-hand side, I don't think he does as good a job as Honeyman and Voggy tracking back. So I'm, I'm not, I don't quite, I think you've got it right in the sense of sometimes it's the players playing in front of him, but I don't think it's Vogelsammer and, and Honeyman that... Can that, I jump in there? Is that all Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that Baz makes a very good point there in the sense that the fact that when Danny's played in the last 18 months and has played very, very good football... Um, you know, last season and the six months before when he came back on loan, it's because he had, he knew 99% of games he was going to have Jed Wallace playing in front of him. He knows what Jed Wallace is going to do. He knows what, what he knows where he needs to be. This season, he probably hasn't really had the same person in front of him for a consistent five or six games. So it's going to be a bit more difficult for him, I think. And Chris, Chris might just fucking hit the nail on the head there, isn't it? That's this is this is what I'm saying. That since Burke's been in the, t- I think it's harsh to. I think Vogelsammer and Honeyman have done a good job defensively, but I think I don't think it's helping him having Burke on the right hand side, because Burke will come back, but he don't put a foot in. He, he doesn't want to make a tackle, and when he does make a tackle after time, he don't come away with a ball. There was a couple of times against Birmingham where he tried to shrug the defender off, like went all oh, the attacker off, and the, the attacker come away with a ball. And you just for someone Burke's size, look, I think McNamara. There's a couple. There have been a couple of incidents. Uh, the Huddersfield goal, the pass down the line was poor. The the Birmingham goal. I think if you're going to fly into a tackle, you make sure that you bring the guy down. I don't think we can blame all of our defensive. Or, or all of the, the frailties and all of the problems on Danny McNamara. I just think when you're not winning games and there's players making mistakes, they're highlighted a lot more than if we win a game, that game against Birmingham, if we go in the second half and score three goals, no one is going to talk about that, that first goal. No one's going to care. They're not interested. You lose the game one nil and people start picking it apart. And that's where the problem is. We're not scoring enough goals to cover for individual mistakes. Hmm. I totally agree. With you. I, I totally agree. Mm, I, mean, I think I, I think sorry, just to butt in. Sorry, I think I think I think it depends. Like Gary Rowett likes his wingers to be defensively disciplined, if that makes sense. So hence why he went with Vogel Slammer and he went with Honeyman for a very long time because they track back, they work hard for the team. But then on the flip side of that, it's all good having sort of defensive-minded wingers, but then. On the flip side, they're also not contributing in their attacking areas, which they're supposed to be doing because 
they're wingers. They're meant to be contributing to getting numbers, assists, which neither Honeyman or all right, okay, Vogelsam's got five assists, majority from set pieces. Neither Honeyman or Vogelsam have really done so. I think I think it's got its pros and cons. And, and when it comes to Oliver Burke, I think the only reason I've, I don't I don't think he's defensively disciplined at all. I just think his pace gets him out of trouble. Mm, absolutely, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, Callum, I think that I might be wrong here. I think that's in relation to George Long being picked over um, Bart. I would agree to a certain extent. Rowett is very stubborn, um, but I think now it's too late for him to make the change. There was, there's been three or four opportunities that he could have dropped George Long to get um, to get Bart back in, but um, it's it's too late now. Um, goalie is there to save the ball. 100% agree. He hasn't had distribution for the last 10 games. Yeah. Alex Aldridge needs to go back to reporting at News at Den as his recruitment overall has been dire. Um, I 100% agree with this. I, 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 what to me seems question, his role is like, it's like chief like football officer. So he's, it sounds like he's doing the role of like two or three people. Even if, even if you look at a club just down the road, like Gillingham, they've got a, they've got a director of football and a head of recruitment. Why aren't we going with that? And also, and also I'm going to underline again, what I said earlier about um, Alex Aldridge coming back. Gary Rowett said it was a club decision and, you know, he didn't really have a say in it. It's not exactly a ringing endorsement of the bloke, is it? He didn't do a fantastic job at Stoke. But the hearing is, is that the players were coming in January weren't anything to do with him. They were to do with Gary. Fleming and etc. were more were all Gary's yeah. doing yeah. rather than um anything to do with Alex. Which it, it come from a very reliable source who who's definitely in the know. So yeah. Um, I think we the thing is with that we were after Fleming the last transfer window though in last season yeah. we wanted him in the winter uh, the the January transfer window and Alex Aldridge had nothing to do with us then. So it, that did he can't take the credit for that. The only January transfer window he can take the credit for is the last one, and we got Burke and Watmore. That I think again, as as I say, that a revamp of behind the scenes needs to be needs, it really seriously needs to be looked at because if for whatever reason, and I touched on this a few weeks ago. At this stage of the season, we should not be talking about the the recruitment in January. We shouldn't. That comment is absolutely fantastic, by the way. Um, we shouldn't be talking about the January transfer window with two games to go. It shouldn't. It should be a thing of the past. But because it's let, they've let us down so badly. That's that's where all the that's where all the problems lie. People are still talking about it. Rowett's still asked about it. I'm sure the board are still thinking, bloody hell, we, we got that wrong. And it's it's just it's unacceptable. It's an unacceptable way to run a football club, having someone in the job that it didn't work the first time. So what makes you think it's gonna work the second time? It, I, I, it I didn't work it. at Stoke though, did it? You know, that's the thing. It didn't work at Stoke and he jumped before he was pushed. Um so, you know, listen, he's a, he's, a, he's a bright young kid. Oh, he's not that young now. But he's a bright young kid when he started NAD and, he, and do all of that. Um, I don't know. Um, do you swap, swap Aldo for the new Alex Jones? I don't know. I don't think he can do that bad a, bad a job. But um, I don't know. I mean, you know, yes, you know, he was great at football manager. Yes, he was good at, you know, doing the reporting and getting gossip. Most of that come from the fan base, to be fair. And then once he got in there, um, 
I don't know if he was pushed or not, Ben. Um, but I, I, I do know other bits around it. So, yeah, but I'm not publicly talking about that. Um, I just I just think we, we've, we've not looked to be massively into the recruitment business for a while. And we don't look, we look as if we're going, it's as if we're going, why, we want Ronaldo. Oh, shit, we can't get Ronaldo. Okay, well, we'll have, um, we'll have, Duncan we'll Watmore. Have, we'll have that fella who's been, you know, yeah, Duncan Watmore's a prime example. Do you know what I mean? Duncan Watmore's going to be our saviour. You speak to Middlesbrough fans, yeah, he's about 60 minutes and then he's fucked. And it's like, we've got really good young kids in the youth team who, who were putting goals away for fun, yet they're not getting anywhere near our team. You know, whether or not they've been trialled or not, you don't know, because there's loads of secrecy and everything else. But, you know, I mean, we do seem to be, compared to, like, I'm in a championship group, and some of the stuff they know about their own teams, that we don't, we get information, but most of it's, you know, most of it's stolen information as such. We have to beg, plead and, and borrow to get information. And it just seems to be, you know, we knew ERA was coming back as our shirt shirt supplier before, way before it was even announced. We knew mm. that fan, Fanalytics or whatever it is was going to be the new club shop way before it's ever publicised. Mm. And you think, you know, that's the problem. They, they, they seem to shrill themselves up with all this secrecy when maybe if they were a little bit more open and then they'd probably stop half of this abuse. But I don't know, mate. It's what it is, isn't it? It's well, Millwall. If we couldn't, if we couldn't moan about Millwall, we wouldn't have a show, would we? That's that's, that's it. That's true. Um, so we're, true. We're, we're sort of coming towards the end of this. Um, Charles, if you do get that campaign up and running, send it my way. We'll get that. No, 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 no. I've done it. I'm not doing it again. I've, I, I've listen. I've, I've done my involvement with that sort of thing. My focus now is a podcast and a fan channel, which is we're building. I have got no interest whatsoever to be going back into a publicly um, facing position within the club or, you know, um, this shadow board or, you know, another fan group or anything else like that. I have, and I'll say it now publicly, I have no interest whatsoever of ever doing that again. I don't regret my time doing it. It was great. It was fantastic and it, it was brilliant and I wouldn't change it for the world but I would never go back and do it. And if anyone wants to go do it, then yeah, it's great. But just make sure you give yourself enough time to get the fuck out because it will drive you absolutely mad and you'll have no time for anything. And it's a thankless task because everyone thinks you're a cunt. Um, before we before we start wrapping this up, just a couple more points. This is one um, that I'll, I'll come to you guys, George um, first, then then Dan, then Mickey. Um, is now the time to start SA? Personally, I don't think it's fair to put him in in two games where there's still going to be that expectancy on on the team. I think that the time to play SA was perhaps a couple of weeks ago and, and get him and starting games prior to now. Um, thoughts? Would you have him in, George? First, yeah, I agree with you there. I think if we was gonna give Roman SA a start, it should have been two, three weeks ago. I think with two games to go, without a professional senior start to his name, still, I think now would be slightly risky to put him in away at Blackpool. But at the same time, he can't he can't really do no wrong. Really, I mean, I mean, if he comes in for Burke. 
if he comes in for Vogel Stammer, if he comes in for for Watmore, doesn't none of them are are in form, are they? None of them are doing very well. So if you look at that from that point of view, he can't do no worse. But no, but but no, I, I probably wouldn't. To be honest, Dan. With you, no. A few games ago, I, I, I'd probably be vice versa George. A few games ago, I probably would have said, no, let's not. But to be honest, our options now on the wing have been have been pretty bleak. You know, there seems to be a lot of hype about him. And I, I do think sometimes if you're old enough, you're good enough. So, you know what, I, I think, to be completely honest, if if, I, if it was me, I, I don't see what goes on in training, so I don't know. But in my head, I'm thinking maybe if if we do play 4-2-3-1, Styles on the left, SA on the right, and then you've got um, like Watmore, Burke, Vogel, Sammer, Bennett to come off the bench, which isn't, it's, it's not going to set the world alive, but it is a, um, it's, it's a few more decent options. So you'd rather have, but I'd rather have Burke's pace coming off the bench personally. And Mickey, SA, would you start in Friday? If, the trouble is that you know and I know, and we all know, that if he starts and don't do that good, the boo boys are going to be on him instantly. And then you're going to destroy a 17-year-old kid. We've seen it many many times before here where, where the boo boys are destroyed. Um, I would I would say if the boo boys were going to give him benefit of the doubt and let him just have two games, let him just go for the rest of the season and just don't, you know, don't judge him on those games... I'd say let him go because he, there's something about him. And I think it's a lot better than giving him 10 minutes. Give him, you know, give him half, give, you know, start him the first game, let him have 45 minutes and then maybe bring him on the second half and give him another 45 minutes in the second game. But he can, he can, he can change things. But again, it's, you know, you don't want to destroy the, um, you don't want to destroy it. No. Um, so yeah, can I just put that up? Can I just put two comments up before you yeah, sign on. off? Um, Tom, I'll fucking, I'll recommend it if you want, mate. You know, if you need a referee or a reference, then um, just let me know, mate. I'll put the reference in, mate. And then I'll speak to you again if you get it in a couple of years' time and see how much air you ain't got and how, how much uh, how much you suddenly uh, in the same, same camp as me. Listen, it's always great. It's like they say, Neil, never meet your heroes because you'll always be disappointed. It's never, never work inside your football club because you'll be fucking disappointed. Um, and that one there. Listen, this is just, uh, we say it every week, um, and people sort of finally catch on and whatnot. Um, we're never going to ask you for money. Um, we, we look at sponsors or, you know, other ways of doing it. We're not there to say, oh, come on, make a super chat. Do this, do that. Not interested. Um, we want you to watch this purely for your entertainment, uh, get involved, have a conversation. Um, what we do want these people to subscribe um, to us, that would be great. There are other channels, not going to name them, who are on 20-odd thousand, which is, you know, huge amounts of numbers. Um, if we could get, you know, 20%, 10% of that, we'd be over the moon with that. So, yeah. Or if all of them just want to unfollow and then just come and follow a real channel, then that would be great, you know. Um, we get scores right, we get history right, and uh, and you get to look at me and call me a cunt every week. So uh, and I won't be offended. So it's all good. Uh, ben, you're my hero. Um, on on that, um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna ask each of you, uh, and I'll, I'll 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 wrap it up. It seems really weird that I'm doing this, but because Mickey's been dropping in and out, usually it's him taking the lead. Just, so I've um, just one sec, Steve. Also, in the comments, can you just let me know? Because obviously I've been in and out, and I've not seen. But can you just let me know how the two new boys have done tonight as well, please? There we go. That's that, a bit that'll put a little bit. That's a that'll bit be that'll put a little bit of pressure on him, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think, no, I, think, I think Dan has given a very good insight tonight. I think Dan's given a very good insight tonight, I'll say that. I'll listen back in a bit when I do the edit, so yeah. Absolutely. But I'm going to ask you all um, individually. We'll go with um, Dan first, then George, then Mickey, and it will come back to me. Dan, we've got two games to go. It's been a bit depressing tonight. It's been a bit depressing over the weekend. Can you give the listeners a little bit of a rallying cry for the last two games? Whether we want the players, who, it doesn't matter who we want to start. We're all going to have different opinions, but we just this is if we aren't going to if we don't make the playoffs this season, we're never going to make it. We've all got different players who we prefer, but we just need to get behind the players now, and because we are one club, we are a family club, and we now need this togetherness more than ever. George. I think a message towards the fans, I'd say, get beyond the players. I think it's not over to it's over. I think other teams around us are just as shit as we are. Um, <laughs> it's not in our hands anymore. No, it's not in our hands anymore. No, but you've got to keep believing. This is Millwall. We never do it easy. So, and to the players, just get it done, boys. Please, just get it done. Just make the playoffs, please, boys. Mickey. It's not over until the fat lady sings. Now, you fucked up a few games this season where you bottled things and there was no need for it. <clears throat> Don't be scared of the big occasion. Just go out there and enjoy your football. And if you boys think you can play better than what Gary Rowett's told you before you go out, just fuck him and just play and win. Um, and that's it, mate. Do you know what I mean? Just go do what you need to do and get that ball in the back of the net and uh, and get us in the playoffs just so that George don't get upset and uh, and get us in the playoffs. Um, and then if we do get in there, it's just two more games. And do you know what? As we proved over the years, many, many times, anyone is beatable. Absolutely. And I, I just, I'm going to finish on just a couple of points, guys. Um, Dan, George, thanks for joining us tonight. It's been great to, to have you on, some new voices, some different opinions. Hopefully we can get you guys back on um, again. To the listeners, thank you very much for your comments. I, I, we tried to get through all of them. I think we, we kind of did. I think we kind of got through all of them and, you know, answered some of the questions as, as best that we could. Um, Mickey, as always, it's a pleasure. I know you've been dipping in and out, so um, I know this is usually our thing on a Sunday, but um, hopefully it's run smoothly with, without your without your your guidance. And just from me, um, we all, as Mickey said earlier, we appreciate um, all the likes, all the subscribes, all the comments. Every single one of you is important to us and we appreciate it and we try to interact with you, uh, as many of you as possible. Um, I myself do a, a Who Are You um, uh, sort of show where we interview supporters. Mickey's hates me for plugging this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, if you would like to get involved with it, drop me a message um, on Twitter or drop the pod a message, you know, get or leave a comment on the video and we'll get you on. But, um, you know, it's very, very much appreciated, um, all the support. 
it's really we enjoy recording it and and that's why we do it for you guys and that comment that comment there fantastic dan and george definitely part of the legends of that mill podcast we very much appreciate the comments that's been the live interactive show i was going to end up but mickey's going to cut in. just one thing just listen all uh, dan and george they just dropped us a dm and said we'd like to come on um and again if any of you want to come on and, and get involved and do the live and you know i've got no issues if i don't have to be here because of my laptop issues then at least then it's uh, it, it runs perfectly well Stephen is an absolute savior with us he, he does loads of different shows he's recorded three shows today this is his third um so it just shows the level of commitment or the fact that he has no life, whichever way you want to look at it. But both, he's, both. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, just, just on there, I think um, that is it. We need to make Blackburn absolutely fucking, you know, vile. It has to be pure evil there, but, but do not run on the pitch at the end of the season because there is a concerted effort between the FA, the EFL, um, and all the, all the clubs and everything else that they are looking to hammer people going on. So just be warned because, yeah, there might be 3,000 people on there, but you might just be the unlucky fucker who gets caught, and that's a criminal record and a ban potentially for life. Uh, the way we're playing at the moment, that could be a godsend, but seriously... <laughs> I've dealt with people on bands and it's, you know, it, it's fucking mortifying for people. So just um, think about it. I'm not saying don't because last game of the season is what it is, but I would just say think about it because there is a concerted effort on, um, you know, bits and pieces I'm hearing from people within big fan organisations and stuff that they are looking um, to grab people. So just... Be aware and don't fuck yourself up for next season, especially if we get in the Premiership, eh? Um, thank you very much, Stephen, for doing a cracking job. I will shut up now and let you end it as you started it. No, that's absolutely fine. As Mickey said, um, you know, we're all we're all one big family as Millwall supporters. We look after our own. So, you know, keep safe. That last game of the season, you know, try and do the right thing. It might it might not be our last game of the season. We, we don't know. But again, thanks to George, Dan, Mickey, Ben, who was on earlier for joining us. Thanks to all the listeners. Um, that's been the live interactive Millwall podcast. Uh, this is straight on YouTube straight away for, for your viewing pleasure. And it will go out as a podcast, I believe, tomorrow morning, the early hours. Tuesday, there we go. Mickey, the guy, he's the guy that edits it all, so it'll be out on Tuesday. Again, thanks very much. Please like and subscribe, and we'll catch you on the... No, we're not finished just No, yet. no, we're finished, we're finished. It's only, <laughs> the only reason this is going out Tuesday is because your show with Ben and Chap from Chaps is going out in the morning. Otherwise, unless you want free shows to go out in the morning, but you know, I just think it's a bit hard then. But if I can get them out, I'll put them out. There we go. Right. This is finally that Millwall podcast interactive live show. It's been a pleasure as always, and we'll catch you on the next one, guys. Uh... Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.